Hey, 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 what's going on, people? Welcome back to the Rotobomb Podcast. It's Tuesday morning, so we're talking waiver wire. Pete Davidson here, as always. Hope you guys are doing all right. Um, if you're tuning in here, that's good. That means you are still in it. You are either in a good situation or perhaps a win and in uh, situation. Either way, we're here for you. Um, this wire will be stacked sort of in that fashion, looking for plays for this week, uh, looking for guys who might uh, have value between now and week 16. Um, we've been talking about the schedule really every week, so uh, nothing really new and huge on the scheduling front uh, other than the madness that, you know, is and has become the NFL. Um, as I say in the Wire uh, article, um, which will go up later in the afternoon once I get all that hammered down. Um, the Sunday slate's got 11 games right now. Um, we do have two teams on the bye this week, and we already have four island games scheduled um, to follow the main slate. Sunday night, two on Monday, and then already a game on Tuesday. Um, that Tuesday game is Dallas Ravens. So, you know, this week's already shaping up as sort of a crazy week. Uh, and that is before we know about any new breakouts. Obviously, the Thanksgiving holiday, um, a lot of players, whether they actually did anything on Thanksgiving isn't so much the issue, so much as, you know, their families. Now that everybody gets back together and we see... Uh, if uh, any positive tests start popping up. And obviously we're not talking about people getting the disease uh, or, or a bad case of it, just testing positive or being around somebody who tested positive. Thielen missed last week because of a contact, not because he had COVID. So um, this is going to be a wild week. And it, the reason I'm sort of talking about this is, now I've been saying this for the last couple weeks, and I think we're still in that kind of situation. You don't necessarily blow your wad tonight um, I mean, obviously it depends. I mean, this if, if this is your last chance to bid, if your league doesn't have bidding in the playoffs or something like that, then certainly you want to blow it all this week. But we have to remember that with these COVID pop-ups, and they can happen anywhere at any time, you could see a waiver priority thing swinging in on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday night. So it does make sense to continue to leave a little bit of money in the hopper because you don't know what type of madness could pop up. You know, if they rule Zeke Elliott out due to a COVID contact, uh, although unlikely, I think Zeke already had it, but if something like that happened, Tony Pollard would suddenly be an RB1. You'd throw the whole freaking shebang at Tony Pollard. Um, you know, if it happened to Dalvin Cook, you'd throw a whole bunch of money at, at Madison. If it happened to Sanders, you'd throw a whole bunch of money at like Boston Scott. So um, we know the deal with this stuff. So it does make sense um, to save some money. If you're going to have bidding throughout the playoffs, it makes sense to save a significant amount of money uh, to stagger your bids. Obviously, the situation of your team, if, if it's if it's win or go home this week, uh, you're going to have to maybe consider pushing more chips into the center of the table. By the same token, you may be in great. You may be in a great spot this week. You may have a deep team. You may have been grinding this waiver wire every week, um, and you don't have bye weeks and you don't have uh, people who are on COVID. So in that situation, you start looking at well, look at your opponent. Is there anybody I want to keep away from him? Um, and are there reasons to save my money? If not. Use it, grind it, look for that one or two, um, look for those one or two players who might be able to improve your last spot and improve it. Um, but definitely think about this week, not in terms of just 
tonight or tomorrow morning or whenever the initial claims are made, but think of it as an ongoing five or six day process. Um, and also consider if you're a playoff team or if you plan to be one, is there bidding going forward? Because if there's going to be bidding in your playoffs, it's going to be wild and woolly every single week with a diminishing group of people jumping in the pool, right? We go in a 12-team league from 12 to 6 to 4 to 2 or to whatever the heck it is in your league, right? So that's another thing. You don't want to have no money, have the one team you're playing with money, and then they're able to just go cherry pick the, the, the great players that pop up that week and either use them or keep you from using them. So look at your league dynamics, look at your league rules, and allocate your remaining assets accordingly. All right. Um, man, crazy week last week. I had my first good week in a while. I've been scuffling the last couple weeks. Um, been playing a lot of GPPs, so that obviously uh, leads to volatility. Um, and let me see, I think it was week 11 I had a rough week just had a bunch of teams just miss the cash line um and week 11 and 10 um I was you know I did okay but I think I was a little bit in the red so this is my first black week I think oh gosh thinking four weeks. So definitely felt good. Um, I was just maybe a move or two away from really putting some awesome lineups together. I just missed a few. I had a lot of Derrick Henry. I had a lot of Tyreek Hill. Uh, I faded Dalvin Cook in a lot of places. I did a lot of things that were good. Uh, the mistakes I made is I didn't get Hill and uh, Henry into a lineup. I think I only did it once um, out of my 10 lineups. And then uh, just what are you going to do? I mean, too much Kareem Hunt. He got dinged up. Uh, Chubb went off. Luckily, I did do one smart thing. I have slowly been becoming a little bit wiser. Uh, I was having trouble getting in. I was having trouble getting the exposure I wanted to get on Chubb uh, in my GPPs. I ended up using him in cash, and my cash hit with uh, thank thanks to Mahomes and Chubb, really. Um, so hopefully you guys have had a similar experience. Hopefully you guys are having a good season. I do this very rarely, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it today, but Rotobon is a user-supported site. Uh, as I said back in the beginning, as I said towards the end of last year, we don't make it at Rotobon unless we get some donations. So uh, I'm just going to be reminding some of you, uh, for those of you who this could be your last week, um, it's, you know, fantasy's a tough game. I'm sorry if we didn't get you over the hump. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you might suck this year that might not have anything to do with Rotobond. So if this is your last week playing seasonal, hopefully not DFS, but if it's your last week playing seasonal and you're not going to be spending much time on the site, consider helping us out. Um, it's how we continue to exist. Um, and, you know, I Rotobond is still something I would really like to keep doing. Uh, so hopefully you guys can help out. Uh, for those of you who have never donated before, uh, you, you can find the donate uh, button on uh, the top of the homepage on the right-hand side. Okay, that's it. That's over. Um, so let's get into the various positions here. Again, this is an evolving kind of week. Um, so everything I say tonight, it can change. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, the Raiders situation, but that's that's one that's going to evolve. Um, depending on the league you're in, that may be your move going after a guy like Booker, but it's certainly possible that Booker is sort of splitting with Jacobs this week if that ankle kind of heals up. So, you know, this is, you know, it's definitely one of these things where what we see tonight may look completely different by Thursday. Um, so, play it that way. If you can, if you have the luxury. Some of us might be in a situation where it's like, hey, I got to just pray Booker starts and throw it all at Booker. A lot of leagues are going to be like that. 
particularly if you're in a 12-team league and you're just one of 12 sharps in the league. Okay, let's um, go position by position here. Um, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. And um, there's plenty to talk about a quarterback this week, and it's that you know it's the kind of season where I could see some of the really good teams might be streaming quarterbacks or just you know jumping from guy to guy uh, as the season progresses. Uh, there's definitely a lot of guys out there on your typical wire this week who can be used. Um, over 50% Taysom Hill is out there. Uh, he's got the Falcons this week. Certainly a good play. He's been scoring touchdowns. Um, and you know once you get past that. Um, lesser owned guys uh, in tier one. Um, we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's probably going to start for the Dolphins this week. Almost definitely, I think. He's got the Bengals at home. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, who lives in that Blake Bortles, you know, Jay Cutler, <laughs> um, <laughs> who else, you know, Jameis Winston, whoever you want to name, these these crappy quarterbacks who, who can put up good fantasy weeks. Uh, Taysom Hill, I mean, uh, um, Trubisky, you know, he, he put his team in a hole last week and then he had a nice fancy, fantasy day uh, trying to get out of it. He'll get the Lions this week, nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it's really possible that Trubisky closes out the season and the schedule is quite positive. So I think if for some reason he's out there in a two QB league, Mitch Trubisky could uh, be a real good pickup. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets the Jaguars this week. That's nice. Uh, Baker Mayfield has a matchup with the Titans this week. And then he's got the Jets week 16. He's he's very rosterable. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's schedule is playable, but he has a bye this week. Uh, so, you know, he would be a pickup for maybe a playoff bound team that wants something, somebody on the bench, maybe even a QB3 if he's out there. Uh, Phillip Rivers is at the Texans this week. They lost Bradley Roby, uh, so that is going to be a better matchup than uh, we had anticipated. It was going to be a good one. Now it's a very good one. Um, and, you know, not that I want to play Sam Darnold, but he's got playable matchups the rest of the way, with the exception of the Rams uh, in Week 15. Uh, some guys who are definitely, you know, even less appealing maybe than Darnold, uh, Alex Smith, and he gets the Steelers this week, so Smith is really for uh, a, a playoff body. Colt McCoy has a matchup with the Seahawks this week, not too bad. Um, not sure what's what the deal with Daniel Jones will be, but he's almost definitely going to be out this week. Uh, Mike Glennon could get another start. Whoever is starting for the Jaguars this week gets the Vikings. That's pretty good. Um, and, you know, I think in super flex leagues, keeping Jalen Hurts around as the last man on your roster still makes sense because if they decide uh, to put Carson down for a week, uh, I think most likely that'll be week 17, but it could be like 15, 16, and 17. You never know. Hurts is a running quarterback, and if the matchups are right, you never know. So Jalen Hurts, even if they did it this week, it'd be against the Packers. That'd be pretty good. Um, so I would say those are the quarterbacks I think who are most likely on the radar. Um, I will put them in the best possible order I can for this week. For now, I think the the order I put them in is the order, but I may mess around with that just a little bit. Um, let's move over to the, to the running backs, um, which I think is probably for most people uh, a little more important. I mean, for some of us, running back may be the thing. So uh, I'm probably going to be spending the bulk of the rest of my day on running backs, just trying to see if I can figure out 
who are the ones we really want based on these situations. Um, some guys up at the top who I have listed but who are owned uh, more than 50% are Latavius Murray, Zach Moss, and James White. Obviously, those are all solid pickups. Latavius Murray is worth a little bit more in this run-based scheme, so this week he definitely has flex appeal, maybe a little bit more depending on the situation with Kamara's uh, sore ankle. Uh, but Latavius Murray, definitely a pickup uh, for the short and perhaps the long term. Um, Zach Moss with the Bills is getting a lot of uh, uh, usage. He's out there in a lot of leagues, has a good matchup this week. Uh, James White, obviously, with uh, Burkhead out, is going to have flex appeal in PPR leagues on most weeks, and he's got that upside when he scores touchdowns. Um, and the Tier 1 pickups, uh, Benny Snell with the Steelers, is to me sticking out as maybe the pickup this week. Obviously, we need to get better information on what's going on with James Conner, but we're dealing about a guy who is a cancer survivor. Uh, one of the reasons we've always loved this kid is the way he's fought back. Uh, but when you put cancer together with COVID, and he's not a contact thing, he actually has tested positive for COVID, I would hope that the Steelers are going to treat him a little bit with kid gloves. And before they put him in a situation where he's practicing and playing and beating down his immune system a little bit, uh, you want to make sure that he is very much clear of this virus. So it would not surprise me one bit if James Conner missed a week or two or more uh, while the Steelers certainly have a backfield where they don't need him to win games, they're in a situation where they've already made the playoffs and they want to have James Conner for when it really matters. So it would not surprise me if we don't see Conner for a little while. By the same token, if he has a quick case, beats it, for all we know, he could be back this week. But I think Benny Snell is probably going to play Wednesday, and then he's probably going to play uh, uh, next Tuesday night. Probably going to be the main guy. Could conceivably have some big games. So I really like Benny Snell as a pickup. Um, and then the other one would be Cam Akers, who conceivably could have a little bit more of a long window than Snell uh, if he seizes this job. Now, we've, we've talked about Akers as being the stash we wanted to make for the last couple of weeks. I'm thinking most of you probably have acres if he was available but this is now one more chance you can go out and get him he had that one nice long run he was really in the mix with the other three backs nobody has just come out and taken this thing but if you look at the way these guys have performed over the last couple weeks the guy who's showing the juice right now is acres all he needs to do is sink into that scheme get a little bit more comfortable and these things could start happening more frequently he's dangerous in the past game uh and look the rams need a little bit of life so i think cam acres is an excellent pickup in any league where you can go get him. Um, we've been talking about Rashad Penny. I don't know if anybody else will be talking about Rashad Penny this week, but I think he's an outstanding stash. I think most likely he's going to hit the ground in week 14. It's not out of the realm that he could um, play this week. I think he's going to practice this week, uh, but I think Rashad Penny could happen soon. And look, we're looking at a backfield where no one's really there to take it. Carson didn't play a lot of snaps. He was out-snapped by Hyde last night. Who knows if he's ever going to be fully healthy this year. I mean, he's back so maybe, you know, week 13 we could finally see the real Carson and you know, we don't, but the bottom line is this backfield is sort of open uh, and there's reasons why any number of guys could sort of become the guy uh, if Carson can't get fully healthy, And but the one guy to me who could just take this thing and run with it, other than Carson, is Rashad Penny and I think he needs to be rostered in pretty much all leagues uh, this week. Um, 
Now, Devontae Booker is another one who could be a really good pickup. Um, you know, he gets the Jets this week, and Josh Jacobs is in a weird situation. We don't know, well, not weird, but we just we don't know the status um, for him this week. So, you know, by the end of the day, Booker could move up right where Snell is. If we find out that Jacobs' ankle is something where it could keep him out multiple weeks, then for sure Booker may move up to the top because, you know, the Raiders use their running backs quite a bit. Um, so, you know, Booker is sort of a floater right now because by the end of the day we could find out that Jacobs is a good bet to play this week then Booker becomes more of a pickup for the desperate teams or for Jacobs teams clearly if you're a Jacobs team go get Booker if you can that's that's sort of a no-brainer we've been saying that for a couple weeks now um Another situation to watch before we get to the less exciting stuff is Royce Freeman on the Broncos. Now, we know that um, Melvin Gordon has been mediocre. We know that he's had a DWI. We know that Denver May want to get rid of him at the end of this year. I don't know what the contract really allows it or not. Um, they've certainly paid off the one big year on that big contract. Uh, but Royce Freeman um, got some extra action last week because they didn't have a quarterback, and he has some air quote quarterbacking skills, uh, but if Lindsey, who had a second half knee injury, which I'm hearing now was minor, but really the key here is Lindsey. If Lindsey might not play this week, I think Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman definitely has some flex appeal. So this may not be a pickup for tonight. It may be a thing to monitor. If you are in a deep league and you rely on Lindsey, I would I would pick up Freeman, you know, on the relative cheap tonight just to protect your posterior. But Royce Freeman could be a thing depending on the status uh, of Philip Lindsey. Uh, now for some guys who do have value, uh, but it's not as exciting. Frank Gore for the Jets. We saw him. He's the lead back. He put up like a 10-point game if you were in PPR. Uh, if the Jets score touchdowns, it will probably be Gore now scoring them. Um, so Gore has some, you know, muted value, if you will. Um, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram um, are both available in most leagues. Um, you know, Ingram, I'm sure people are like, what the heck do I want Mark Ingram for? Yeah, I get it. But here's the thing. With the COVID spreading like crazy on that team, for all we know, by the time we get to week 13, 14, 15, Ingram could be like the only healthy back there. And if that's the case, he could be worth quite a bit. So I think really all of the Ravens backs, including even um, a guy like Justice Hill, um, could be something. So um, just there's basically, you know, there's, there's like four guys there. And with the, the way COVID is ripping through that team, whether it be contact or actually getting the thing, um, I mean, we, we, we only had two who were going to be eligible for this week. And now with the way the game's been delayed, it looks like they'll all be on the field. But who knows what the case is going to be for next week. And uh, they're a run-based team. Um, in addition to that, um, you know, Dalvin dinged his ankle. I think he came back in the game, but Alexander Madison, I think, is a guy at the very least for teams with Dalvin. Pick him up this week. Um, and look, this is a time to start adding redundancy for teams that are already in the playoffs. Um, so pick up your handcuffs. Uh, Salvin Ahmed could be a guy to uh, roster this week. We don't know if Gaskin uh, is going to uh, be ready for a full workload. Uh, both of the Falcons running backs, Brian Hill and Ito Smith, have some flex appeal. We don't know what the status of Gurley is yet. You know, And like I said, it's, it's just that kind of week. I mean, right now... You know, Salvin Ahmed, DeAndre Washington, who did a little something last week, Matt Breida, um, or Gaskins. Really, any of those four backs could be the guy you want for the Dolphins this week. We just don't know yet. Hill or Smith could be flex-worthy, but if Gurley comes back, they're both pretty much worthless. So, um, 
definitely got some stuff that are, that's going to be playing out uh, this week with the, the Lions. I mean, Adrian Peterson and Carryon Johnson would both carry some flex appeal this week, but most likely Swift should be cleared from that uh, midweek concussion. Um, it's a little difficult when we don't see the concussion. We don't know how badly rocked he got. It was a practice thing. Um, and let me see. Um, I'll definitely look to see if I can come up with any other real options. That's most of what I have dug up today in terms of stuff that's compelling. Uh, CJ Procise might be a guy to look at. Um, uh, with the Texans, he's been getting looks in close. He easily could have scored a touchdown if you're desperate in a big league this week for something. Procise could be something to look at. Um, and then there are a bunch of guys in the... Um, sort of handcuffed stratosphere who I could see maybe getting cut in certain situations this week, like Jamal Adams with the Packers. Uh, he could be a guy to pick up if you're an Aaron Jones team. Le'Veon Bell, if you're an Edwards Hilaire team, he could get cut by some people this week. Uh, Tony Pollard, if you're a Zeke team. Boston Scott, whose role is increasing. He, I mean, gosh, Scott could maybe even be a desperate flex pickup. He had 40, 43% of the carries, according to John Daigle. Um, uh, last week uh, with Miles Sanders just dipping, not sure why. They're obviously not happy with him. Uh, Carlos Hyde is out there in most leagues. Picking him up is not a bad idea. Uh, if you know, I might if you know, like like if I were a, um, a Chris Carson team, uh, I might go out and pick up Hyde and Rashad Penny and just say screw it, I'm done with it. Um, and then you know, even if you're a team that's relying on the Patriots' ground game. Uh, Damian Harris is the back to own, but Sony Michelle, uh, he's out there pretty much everywhere. Pick him up to cover your ass on early downs if something happens to Damian Harris. And obviously there's plenty of other handcuff options as well, uh, although this year a lot of them turned into like starters and stuff uh, or, or timeshare backs or whatever. Um, so let's, uh, let's move down to receivers. And, you know, the receivers this week are, are pretty good. I will do my best to get them into some kind of an order uh, that makes sense. Obviously, so much with the receivers is going to depend on when you think you have a need. Um, lots of good guys out there um, that are over 50% owned, over even 60% owned. But if you can get Debo Samuel, great move. Uh, Corey Davis and Michael Pittman, also good moves getting those guys if you can. Curtis Samuel, if you don't need him this week with the bye, but with DJ Moore's uh, leg injury, his value could be on an upswing. Um, so, you know, Curtis Samuel, definitely a guy to look at. Guys who are more in that 50% range, Alan Lazard, Sterling Shepard, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Rieger. Um, some of these guys are more floor. Guys like Rieger are more ceiling, but all of these guys should be owned pretty much in all leagues. Um, uh, Denzel Mims, Tim Patrick, those guys are going to be good pickups. Um, Patrick will have real quarterbacking, I think, going forward. Uh, Cole Beasley with the injury to John Brown will consider We'll continue to see steady targets. Brashad Perryman uh, arguably is a better pickup than Mims. Uh, Gabriel Davis, um, while John Brown is out, which will probably be at least two more weeks, uh, Davis is a guy who can be a, a flex for you pretty much every week. T.Y. Hilton finally got a little bit going last week with a touchdown, 81 yards. He's a viable flex option if you need one. Uh, Andy Isabella probably plays another week or two in deeper leagues. He could help you. I think K.J. Hamler probably got dumped in a lot of leagues or could get dumped because a lot of people won't contextualize 
the you know what happened to him last week, but he's a deep flex if you need one. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I, I think, moves back towards rev- relevancy as the uh, third option, who's almost on par with the first two in terms of opportunity. He'll have a, a, a positive schedule going forward with the situation with Will Fuller and with Randall Cobb out the next week or two. Kiki Kuti is going to be uh, a flex play in deeper leagues. Um, with the Jaguars, if Shark continues to be out, Colin Johnson could be a deep flex uh, opportunity. I'd be careful going after guys like Ola B.C. Johnson because Thielen should come back this week. Um, you know, and uh, Dier, Damier Bird is still uh, involved with the Patriots. I will definitely add another name or two to the final wire, but those are the guys I am most focused on right now. I will try to come up with a couple more, you know, thinking man's options for deeper leagues. I have to grind that for a little while. Um, but let's look at these tight ends uh, before I get you guys out of here. And hey, looks like we're going to do it in under a half an hour. Gotta love it. So tight end is not like super pretty this week. Uh, Zach Ertz is out there in a fair amount of leagues. I think he's a good pickup. I mean, that offense, you know, as much as everybody's like, Ertz is washed, he's terrible, blah, 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 which I don't really think is true. I think he was probably playing hurt. Um, but look what happens to this offense when you take him off the field. Dear God. Um, he seems to be one of the things that sort of creates a rudder for Carson Wentz. Wentz doesn't seem to function very well when Ertz isn't on the field. Uh, it could be a coincidence, but could be something there. Anyway, I think Ertz is back this week, and I think he'll be playable. Uh, Mike Gusecki, also playable. Not beautiful, but there's so few receivers there that are healthy now. Um, when Preston Williams comes back, I think that hurts Gusecki. Until Wilson, uh, in, until Williams is back, I think Gusecki is a play. Robert Tanyan, I think, is a weekly play again. He's running better. Um, if none of those guys are available, it gets a little dicey. Trey Burton is worth a shot most weeks. Dalton Schultz will put up some numbers. Logan Thomas will put up some numbers. None of these guys are fun, but they're okay. I think Jordan Aikens with Will Fuller out, there's going to be targets uh, to be had there. I think he'll probably get an increase in snaps. If not him, then Darren Fells. Certainly, I think on a weekly basis, the Texans' tight ends are going to be floating up in terms of value. Um, uh, Dalton Schultz, he's worth something. Logan Thomas, like I mentioned, those guys. Um, Jordan Reed, it's not fun, but uh, he got missed on a couple throws last week. He easily could have had a better game. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, if Irv Smith continues to be out, he's a play. Um, either Hollister or Disley. I still think Disley is the guy to own there, even though he didn't do anything last night. Uh, with the Bears, um, keep an eye on Cole Komet. Uh, this week is probably dicey, but by next week, Komet could be the guy to play there. We'll have to see how the snaps break out. They were close this week. Um, and then in terms of like real desperation options, I think Drew Sample, the switch to Brandon Allen, seems to be getting Sample more targets. He's a guy who will probably give you three to four grabs on most weeks, the way he's being used now. And then real desperate, but Ian Thomas with the Panthers. Now it's a buy this week, so it's not a move to go make this week. But if DJ Moore is going to be out say week 14 and, and potentially beyond, um, and I have to dig into his injury, but Ian Thomas, if Moore is out, will probably start getting targets because they like him, they just have too many receivers and running backs to feed. If it becomes a two-receiver and McCaffrey or Davis situation, I think Ian Thomas, particularly in the red zone, will start getting more looks, uh, and he's a good receiver. So uh, he could be a guy who starts um, getting more um, starting week 13, depending on DJ Moore. So that's just something to sort of keep in your mind. Uh, I will continue to grind this uh, waiver wire throughout the day. I will add some more players before the finalized wire. That'll probably be around 5 o'clock tonight. Um, and, you know, just remember, 
you know, as the song playing in the background says, sometimes you got to change. You got to be ready for change. Uh, and this is a week where we may have, you know, it may play just the way it's laid out right now. I mean, you never know. But probably there's going to be some randomized stuff this week. So if you play on a, a, in a league where pickups are first come, first serve, keep your phone handy. Stay by your computer, whatever the case may be, because you may have some really great pickups that pop up this week that are just come out of nowhere so keep your head on a swivel particularly if you've got lineup issues this week or if you're trying uh, to get into the playoffs or if you're trying to get a buy whatever the case may be some really interesting stuff could pop free this week and uh, we don't want to think ne negatively but some of this stuff could hit you first and then you have to react right like if the will fuller thing had popped up on a wednesday and you have fuller like oh crap so you you know sometimes it's going to be a matter of acting quickly to protect your own backside so um pay attention. Uh, anyway, um, this is going to be an active week. I have been getting my sleep. I am feeling good. We will have rankings. Now, there's no Thursday game. Uh, the rankings will go up Thursday, um, but uh, the you know the update will still happen on Saturday. You know, the practice reports usually, the really good practice stuff comes out Friday. Uh, so we'll have early rankings Thursday, final rankings Saturday, plenty of DFS stuff this week, and uh, Hopefully we keep having football. So cross your fingers and, uh, you know, get your stuff organized tonight. Don't be overly aggressive um, if you've got bidding throughout the whole rest of the way. This is a week where you can do a lot of damage just by being smart. So uh, approach it that way if you can. Uh, so onward, upward, giddy up. We'll see you soon. Change. Life is hard, you have to change.